Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, we have all returning friends for a golden episode. Jackie Fabulous. Jackie is a gut-busting writer, producer, speaker, and headlining comedian. When Jackie is not on tour, you will find her giving amazing keynote speeches and breakout sessions at corporate events and conferences or as a semi-finalist on season 14 of America's Got Talent. Her diverse style of comedy has allowed her to work with the comedy legends like Roseanne Barr and Wanda Sykes. Joyelle Nicole Johnson. Joyelle, Brooklyn-based stand-up comedian, writer, and actress, can be seen on the final season of HBO's Crashing. Joyelle also made her network TV debut on Late Night with Seth Meyers and wrote for the final season of Broad City. She's performed on Comedy Central's digital series, Comics to Watch. And we agree here at Friends Like Us. Autumn Rowe. Autumn is a singer, songwriter, producer, DJ from New York. Growing up in the South Bronx, she applied her musical talents in a range of roles from band leader to session singer. Later, she became a sought-after songwriter, working with some of the world's biggest artists and record labels. She wrote the dance anthem behind the 2011 FIFA World Cup, Happiness, featuring Alexis Jordan, and has worked with Dua Lipa, Stargate, Jax Jones, Boy George, Beth Harmony, Macy Gray, among many other artists. She's also a celebrated vocal coach. She appeared on season two of The X Factor and as the only vocal coach on America's Got Talent for five years. We are now a part of the Be Frank Network. You like that incredible new sound? You do? Well, to be frank, that's the Be Frank Network. I want to thank all of our listeners of Friends Like Us. Because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists, like Oprah Magazine rating us as a podcast that every woman should hear. We thank everyone, of course. You can hear us on Google Podcasts Now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast, and our Twitter is friendslikeus10. You can leave us a tip or donation. Just go to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friendslikeus, and it's just a way to support us. We give a lot of free content, so check us out there or you can now buy t-shirts and face masks and coffee mugs with the new logo on it go to marinafranklin.com to get yours today or go to instagram and hit that link tree in our bio with friends like us it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way most important tell someone you know to check us out and wash those dirty little hands Wear your mask. Oh, yeah. Even with the vaccine. Wear your mask. You'll be wearing that mask forever. Ladies! (laughs) Welcome to Friends Like Us. Welcome. We have a great group today. I'm so excited. The energy is already behind the scenes. Has been really good energy. So I love it. I'm glad. It's going to make my Monday better than it was we have autumn Rowe who is returning yes i've known autumn since i've started comedy pretty much i mean i've known her forever she used to come to the comedy cellar and hang out when i was 
baby comic, insecure, not sure where I was. And she was always just there in my corner, supportive and friendly. She's a musician. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's worked on, uh, look at me, I'm, I'm freestyling this intro right now. <laughs> but I know you. So I you know, worked with um, The Voice, right? No, that's the one show I haven't done. But I've look done it. <laughs> I tried I tried to not read and then I was like because I don't want to take my glasses off I mean okay. American Idol no that's the other show I haven't done I've done all the seven Powell shows I've done America's Got Talent and the X Factor America's Got Talent oh shows a reality show sister with me here hey because this is what Jackie has been on oh yes you were on uh, AGT I saw right yes I was yes I coached that show for five years where were you I needed a goddamn coach why didn't you come help me well, I coached the singers and I left uh, it's all the almost same three bowel. years ago. It's yeah. all the same bowel movement out of nerves. It's all the same. How was it? Fantastic. I feel like people ask me and they, they're waiting to hear horror. And I'm like, no, the whole thing was great. I'm sorry. I had fun. They were nice to me. Who was your producer? Uh, Alexa. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. incredible. She yeah, helped guide great. me. She knew all the ins and outs. Because of her, I made it so far on the show. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm really yeah. happy. You had a good experience. Yeah. Now, I just have to say, the reason I said American Idol is because you know Simon. That's why. I, I do know that. Simon, yes. Mm-hmm. I apologize. It's I fine. Should do better, and I should do better. It's fine. <laughs> I've accepted, Joyelle, that I am not Barbara Walters, and it's okay. Give me a fake intro. Give me some credits that I ain't done yet. Joyelle is incredible, an amazing comedian that I've actually known forever too. Like I've known Joyelle's. Actually, I met Joyelle when I met Gina Yashere. I met you both really? at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. I think it was, unless my memory is getting bad because you know I'm old, but I think it was at the Laugh Lounge, and. <sighs> The Laugh Lounge, R.I.P. <laughs> yes. And um, Joyelle was just like always, you know, like just a strong personality and like really came into the scene with like, I'm going to do this. And there was no insecure. I didn't see it. I just thought she's fully confident. She's going to do great. And That's a fake credit. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a real one. It, I know it may not be true, but that's how I saw you. That's how I perceived you as a as a younger comic. I was like, she's going to do great. And you were also hanging around the right people with Gina Yashere. Yes. And you have been doing great. You did, uh, uh, let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, Marina. Please. HBO's crashing. Yes. crashing. I, loved, I loved her on that. Loved her on that. Yes. Patriot Act on Netflix. I, I was the warm yes. up for that. Yes. And undeniably one of the best stand-up sets on Late Night with Seth Meyers. I am telling you when I want, I think I told you that night. I'm going to watch it now. I didn't see it. Oh, Joyelle is like, she has like full confidence on stage and the way she talks, there's no break. It's like, I wish I could deliver in that way. It's very, it's very full on ballsy. Cause it's also like, I will tell you to your face exactly what I think. And this was before like COVID. Yeah. Sort of like that. Some people were teeter tottering on the woke, not woke. Yeah. Joyelle was always, you know, not woke, but active, activist, like, and smart. I am an activist. You know what I noticed about Joyelle? You all, you see, and this is my perception, you seem pre-intro to your set nervous or like you're in your head. And then when you get on stage, it's like, niggas, 
you seem like I'm just trying to get my shit together off stage. And when you get on there, you're like, well, guess what? This is what how it really goes down. I you have a transition from intro to performance that I love. Oh, thank yeah. you, Jackie. Oh, and if you watch that set, you gotta see how I am shaking. My hand is shaking like a bug. So um, I really appreciate that because I was terrified. That's one of the scariest things I've ever done. I love you guys. Compliments. While we're, while we're loving you, I just want to make sure I do Autumn correct because she is just, she's worked with some of the most, oh, you also, the X Factor. Mm-hmm. You appeared on season two of The X Factor. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was the harmonies coach. Girl. And she's worked with like, see, this is why I don't do this, because I can't read. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you have Autumn give her credits? <laughs> no, but because I, I, I want to do it right. I love you. You are so fun. She's worked with some of the wor- world's biggest artists, like Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. <laughs> Stargate. Jax Jones. Netsky. MK. Avicii. Zed, Ooh. Alesso, Afrojack. I love those names. Dead Maw Five. Dead Mouse. It sounds like you are doing Mad Libs right now. <laughs> My Alexa just piped in. Because she's like, who the hell is this? I don't know any of these people. I'm old as hell. I was like, I because I know a Dua Lipa that she's a YouTube person, right? Oh, wow. You guys No, no. no she's, she's a huge uh, recording artist. She just got six, six Grammy nominations. Yeah, she's enormous. Good for her. She's the biggest pop star in the world right now came up on blebberty <laughs> and i didn't i couldn't and you younger than me joyelle you are a lot younger than me you should be no, ashamed of people think i'm younger than i am like i'm i'm hitting this baby face i'm, I'm 70 40. oh girl i am <laughs> no me and you jackie jackie don't talk about it just let it go okay. <laughs> old. And you always try to act like you're older than me and you're not a lot of y'all do. It's adorable. <laughs> you're not older than me, though, Jackie. Yeah, you know you're not. Yeah, but not by much. And Autumn, Alexa says, hi, I love you. I just text her your picture. Oh, hi, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who if I could get through these. Alex, uh, Leona Lewis. Look, I, this does make me feel old as I go. Digital Farm Animals. Boy <laughs> George. Look. The real Boy George? No. There's a new boy, George. No, the original, the boy, oh. George. <laughs> the real you one. Said the real boy, George. I was like, there's only one boy, George, right? I know, but you know, if people try and come back with a hybrid of it, whatever. What was it like working with boy, George? I So I worked with boy, George and Macy Gray. Nice. Oh my God, that's incredible. And I was Macy Gray standing. We've done, we done a few days together in the studio. Um, I'll just say uh, they have very strong characters. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't get paid enough. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I don't get paid George enough. still has strong characters? When does it leave? Does it ever leave? You think it gets better over time? <laughs> I, I just feel like, has he, what has he done lately mm. to have that attitude? Well, since we've worked, he's now been the judge on The Voice. Oh, that's right. Which has done really well. I forget which country, but he's done really well. No, I mean, look, Boy George is an iconic pop star that I'm forever going to love, Prime Chameleon. Um, but, you know, sometimes people just, the problem with music is sometimes people just look at names and they're like, oh, this person would be great with this person because they've done this. But then what they don't account enough is personalities. Mm-hmm. And it's all about personalities and chemistry and how people are going to work together in a room. I don't even know if I can tell this story. Fuck it. So basically, like, if you don't want us to take it out, don't tell it. Can we keep it in? Okay, I don't care. Tell it so to basically, us. like, <laughs> we were, this is it. I've like never publicly told this story. So I was with um, 
Wow. So next day, I'm still working with Macy, but okay, hopefully she won't hate me for this. But uh, so we had a session together. So Boy George is on my left, Macy's in the right, I'm in the middle. Because the songwriter's job is kind of like to just kind of be the even keel of the room, you know, and pull everything together unless the producer's doing that. But for that particular session, uh, that wasn't the case. So um, Macy goes, I want to write a song about being a whore. Yes. And then... <laughs> Boy George says, I want to write a gospel song. And I was like, wow, my mind is like, how the fuck am I going to combine these two contrasting ideas? You made my day. Do <laughs> yeah. a Cup Sisters WAP remix. Into yes. one song. Because um, we all danced to that song like we weren't supposed to dance to that song. But go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a very interesting session. But I, you know, in that week, though, we did get to... I did get a song with each of them separately. Um, I don't remember if we all got a song together, but it was definitely uh, an honor to work with both of those legends. And I'm super excited, but it was also definitely like an incredible learning experience on um, personalities. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I was uh, Macy Gray standing in a movie and she didn't talk to me at all and one day they they gave me her outfit and the cat the wardrobe person was like do not tell her we let you wear these clothes like please don't tell her i guess they were like she was gonna freak out if she found out that i put on the same clothes that she did so yeah she had everybody scared on that set so i believe you <laughs> hilarious i saw her once in la i think she thought she was doing stand-up for a while oh she thought Oh, she thought. Yeah, because she was like, I think I was there with Paula Bell. In L.A., it's so weird going to comedy rooms. It doesn't feel real. It feels like you're in like a barnyard or something like an indoor barn. It always feels like musty and moist. I hate that word. (laughs) I have. But that's just to give. Go ahead. I want to I want to critique you, Marina. Oh, yeah. You you've been not not in a real way. Everybody relax. I love Marina. You're I need for you to get a you need, you need a backdrop. You've been doing this podcast since the beginning of time. You are known. You are Oprah's pick for best podcast. And I'm looking at your pots and your, your bottle of oil and your kettle. Can you, can you pay, pay to get a backdrop? It's so funny because I was just talking to Autumn about this before you yes. came on. And I said that because this is audio and not visual, this is why I do it this way. Oh, I have okay, actually right. set up. So, you know, you talk what you know, girl. Well, yeah, I, I forgot <laughs> that you're not visual, but you take pictures and put them online and stuff. I do. I know. But I figure, you know what? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here to learn from you. You are my mentor. I, I have set up. I'll show you. Here, I'll take the camera and do this for you. You're so my you podcast what, mentor. It matters. What, this is how... Oh. I like that. Is, that's nice. That's the alternative background. Okay. When I do videos. You there can you kind go. of see it. Yes, there okay. you go. Instead that's of- when I do video. But for the space, because I just had this desk. I'm so glad you asked this, Jackie, actually. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying but to this- clown you, but however you want to say it. Go ahead. <laughs> Because <laughs> you see the teapot. Yes. Right? And a little, a, a little can of fish grease behind that bottle. I see it. <laughs> it ain't no fish grease. Girl, no. I'm vegan. That is coconut <laughs> oil. You look like some leave-in conditioner. <laughs> that is 
soap detergent that's you know good for the environment i can tell mm-hmm. now, that oven is old as fuck and the landlord ain't gonna replace it so i can't do nothing about it uh-huh. i have to buy my own oven I think. no the oven is fine i just think it's funny you have your little thing in the background otherwise you're... and the knives situation is a problem there's a lot of knives those are good knives you got good knives though and the tile has been done. <laughs> nice. the tile. Subway tile. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had that wasn't like that. I had a guy who who painted my apartment and did that for me, and he's a Trump supporter, so we don't talk anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> All have right. You, so now have that you checked in on him recently? Have you sent a little not. petty text? Because I would. <laughs> I mean, he was yelling at me what? and I, did not give me a chance to speak. That's the thing about Trump supporters. I'm like, wait, I, I thought I don't talk about it with people like that. People who are, you know, that I don't have to be invested in personally. I'm like, I, didn't I can't expect it because uh, okay. he's black. I, so I just did not expect. Wait, has he been a Trump supporter all the time or just when a black woman was the vice presidential pick? No, I think all this time, to be honest, he he actually said to me, all lives matter. Oh, you better go hard or go hard. And, and literally, you ever have a conversation with someone you did not intend to speak to them politically and you just were like, I'm not going to have this conversation with you, but they keep going. And he just got louder. And I was like, I don't know why you're yelling at me. I haven't said They anything. always keep going when you're like, hey, so isn't it nice? Out. They're like, well, anyway, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to steer us away from this so I don't stab you with one of these fucking knives that I have back here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but nice tile. Yeah, exactly. They're they're always yeah. the ones who dig. The, uh, the other supporters, we don't dig. We're like, look, you, I don't believe in you or what you believe in. And I'm gonna go make a sandwich. They're like, well, let me tell you about this sandwich. It's oppressed. All bread matters. Why do you only eat wheat bread? I'm like, I don't want to talk to you about this. No. I dig. I'm just going to say I dig. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Marina, did you always, like, did you have any hints that he was a Trump supporter before? Nothing. Um, Well, I will say this. There is something with island, like Jamaicans, who are very religious. Anyone who's very religious. I agree. If they're like, I is it identity politics? Yeah, that's what it's called. So if they're very religious and they don't believe in abortion. Yeah. 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 I kind of had a feeling. Yeah, hypocrites. And when I, whenever I'm doing the abortion tours, I'm always like talking to dudes like that who are just yelling at me in front of an abortion clinic. This one dude got an erection while he was yelling at me. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. No, no, Joya. Yes, Please, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I know. A black man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, well hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> were you in public? Were yeah, you, we were. Or... It was a, It was one of the abortion shows in whatever, insert red state. And they we got protesters outside of the show and they were just yelling. And this one guy was like in my face. And I was talking to him like here, you know, I'm not a yeller. And he's yelling. And then Ian Harvey, another comedian, shout out, noticed. He was like, did you notice he had an erection? I was like, no, I didn't notice that. I'm not looking at his crotch. And he took a picture of it. You are really cute, Joyelle. Could we you know, have- you better yell at me. <laughs> get, get your rocks off, baby, because I know you ain't having sex. So come on, just yell at, yell at me. I'll let you <laughs> So you don't go freaking smack a woman in the streets. <laughs> exactly. You know what, though? There's some guys that, like, really go get off on that. Once I was at a club and I got into a fight with a guy, 
and he almost punched me in my face. And he literally lifted his hand to punch me. And I was like, just fucking go, let's do it. Right. And right, yeah, I was like, you know, I was in London too, because I'm from the Bronx. So I always feel like I'm from New York. Bronx, baby, I got a razor blade yeah. in my hand right now. Look. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you're not bringing nothing to me, dude. Right. So um, he was about to hit me. And right as he came to my face, he was like, you know what? Can I take you to dinner? What? We were arguing for like 20 minutes, like aggressively, like aggressively. Wow. And he was like, all of a sudden he just flipped. Like he got like aroused or something. And I was like, okay, something's wrong with you. He's like, he's like I found my wife. I found my wife finally. <laughs> I love her. It is a thing though. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, I stand in a dude's face knowing they will lay me out. Like this dude was like six, three. He, he would have laid me out, but I will sit here and let you punch me in the face in front of all these people just to take it for the team. Cause <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> same, same, same. Now, this brings us into one of the, uh, I, well, I want to get into the Grammys, but the thirst trapping for a cause, this one of the articles, there's an Instagram model out here using her thirst trapping powers for good. Paige Woolen, a 28-year-old model from California, is helping women catch their cheating men on Instagram. Now Paige is popping on Instagram with over 200,000 followers on her main account, but she does her catch em in the act operation from a side account, according to the New York Post. She slides into the DMs of men who are suspected of cheating to see if she can catch them, and Paige posts images of the direct messages exchanges she has with the men on Instagram, exposing the would-be cheaters. And she adds, I personally believe snitches get stitches, but I felt like using the power of Instagram for good and helping out my female followers. So on the cusp of, uh, you know, men being men, this is why I read this. Is she a hero? This is what the Shade Room wrote. Is she a hero or is she just in people's business? You know, when I saw that, I... I had the same questions in my head. I didn't know how I felt when I first saw that. I'm like, do I support this or is this fucked up? My first instinct was not a clear opinion. I didn't know what to think. I still don't. I also think it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to think. I think it's fantastic is my favorite (laughs) sentence. I think it's fantastic, but I also think if you are at the point where you don't trust your man like this, why are y'all in a relationship? Like, if you need to put the thirst, the Instagram thirst trap on your relationship, then maybe you should just break up anyway. True. I'm a volunteer for thirst trapping for a cause because I'm down here in Atlanta and they were doing stripper videos to get out the vote. So that's that's the thirst trapper for a cause I'm into. (laughs) Okay, I I approve of that. That's cool. I mean, I would like to know how much does she charge? is like my first question because my thing is like okay the guy is clearly cheating already or doing something shady that you doubt him so now do you really need to be a thousand dollars broker exactly <laughs> go to go go shopping get you some shoes yeah just like after this breakup you know we need to make ourselves feel good and we need that money to go get our hair done and go <laughs> shopping and stuff not to spend on more confirmation that he's already a loser. No. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I just feel again in this moment, and this is why I kind of, I sent you guys a quick email of that video from Instagram where I feel old sometimes with thirst trapping, I guess I should say. I, I'm one of those, it's me. And you I do just, it all the time with your dance videos. That's a thirst trap. I, you know how many- Call her out, Jackie. <laughs> 
Do you know how many critiques I got for dressing sloppy, for wearing my biker pants? <laughs> and they were like, you could dress better. And I was like, that wasn't the point. No, that's one That's one opinion. Another opinion is that you are so confident, you don't have to put on a fucking dancer outfit. Thank you're, you. You're, you're dancing because you want to express yourself. And there are plenty of men and women who are like, she could get it. It's a thirst trap also. There are all levels of thirst trapping. Me, if I put a, a, a picture up too close and I'm getting, and all they get is lip and lip gloss, in their mind, I'm, th- I'm not th- in my mind, but to the world, that's thirst trapping. I did get a couple of... <laughs> See? Look how I call her out and all the truth comes out, Joyelle. See what I do? But I'm not, but I'm not twerking. You, you're is... still a sexy woman. Do you have a mirror? Do you know what you look like? You're attractive. I look crazy right now. No, you don't. It's, it's all in your head. You look adorable. You're working hard. You know what it is? I have noticed from even from this, this I'm a pull from this article, something I've noticed Some that's off subject, but I have noticed a lot of naked women on Instagram lately. Like lately? naked. <laughs> well, since the pandemic, I felt like it was more. Is that my imagination? No, I've seen friends of mine. Either start of OnlyFans or hinted towards OnlyFans or uh, titty meat, a lot of titty meat, and sometimes boredom and horniness, or just like maybe this will get me more play, more followers. It's all a you know a scheme to see what happens next. I have seen a lot of artists who are incredibly amazing, but all of a sudden posting a lot of um, lingerie pictures. Yep. Which a year ago would have seemed super out of character for them. Yep, I've seen yes. that too. You got to mm-hmm. pivot in the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that was our last podcast. It's so hilarious. We got a pivot. I love that. I, this is not the pivoting I was I was talking about in the last episode. So thank you, Joyo. Even I considered pivoting. <laughs> I, I posted a joke. I said, what if I post, what if I start an OnlyFans page? But on it, I'm in I'm wearing modest lingerie and I'm telling jokes. Oh. And people were like, people were like, girl, wait. I'm like, I wasn't serious. <laughs> but they're like, but you should consider that. You should. I would do the lingerie show. That could be a not a nighty. I that- would do a pajama show. Yeah. See how this see? You pivot. Sounds huge. The lingerie wouldn't be like thongs. It could be whatever you want it to be. It's, it's your decision, but it has to be lingerie. You can wear something and wear a silky robe over it and let one titty kind of, you know, not fall out. You can do a lot without <laughs> areola. You can be yes. very sexy without labia areola. I like this idea. I See? love this idea. Mm-hmm. I would do that. And the thing is, we ain't seeing thongs on a Zoom show. you just seeing no. titty meat anyway. So all you yes. got to worry about is the top hat. Let's do it. Lingerie show. Come on, Jack. Let's do it. I'm all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna write this shit down. See how I'd be joking around and people be like, <laughs> Look at me, I'm so that. hesitant. I'm like, why? I think it's gonna be huge. I love it. I'll wear my biker pants. Girl, you have asked for it. I don't know why you don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> so look, so this is the thing I was talking about was this uh Mind this building into developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a come on, stop to music, please. Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? Yeah. No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to prime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on being to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are talking on glass here? If you want to do it, you fuck out my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it now. Don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. Don't do it again. Thank you. He don't want no booty juice in his food. I don't want no booty juice on my on my rolls and my biscuits. <laughs> 
It reminds me of the time my mother didn't beat me my whole entire life growing up, except one time when I forged her signature. And I was like, I think she was just having a bad day. Like she would like she she was it was projection. So it seems like something else was going on in his life that day because he was big mad. And I'm like, maybe he called his daughter, had an OnlyFans or something like it seemed he was extra angry. <laughs> also, did that happen recently? Yeah. Because they was in that restaurant like it wasn't COVID. That's what I really want to talk about. That's true. That's true. Where was it? Atlanta? Dallas. Oh, well, no, Texas don't care. I thought it was Atlanta. They said it was Dallas. And I'm like, okay, where the mask? Where's the social distancing? Dallas is out of control, though. Dallas is. Texas don't care about COVID. No, they don't care. Yeah. Out of control. That is such a good point, Joyelle. I didn't even notice. And I'm usually a... I freak out when I see that. I just assumed it was an old post, but you're right. He's extra mad. Yeah, he was super mad. Have that same energy about wearing masks in your damn restaurant. Yeah, twerk, bitch, but put a mask on. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love when men are so pro-woman and so feminist and that they love to put women down at the same time? Like, <laughs> what is that about? It's the mixed message that some Black people and Black men, they try and make it seem like twerking is not respectable, they live on this fence where I'm just kind of like, dude, if it's just, she's just dancing. If she, was she, did she take a dress off and then start twerking? And then that's kind of like, all right, you can't do that. But are they having a good time and partying and just want to shake a booty cheek a little bit? What's the big deal? Who cares? Well, I do think there is a bit of men. Let's go with the assumption that men are slower than us. Yes. Right. So like, I think it's kind of been handed down to us to help them out along the way I, I don't agree with it but I do understand it in a sense it's like they can't control themselves so the twerking is like this is what he seems to be speaking of if you want the men to act right then don't twerk oh yeah that seems to be what that, he's saying that has nothing to do nothing to do that, that goes hand in hand with the way a woman dresses like yeah I, I'm, right I'm very it's sad to say that I someone that I thought I was going to be with forever he has said things that made me be like if I would listen to what he says and record it in my mind I would I wouldn't see him anymore he has said things like well why is she dressed like that and then because of it's progressive the way it should be a lot of old school people don't know about this stuff they're not on instagram they don't know the world has changed so he's kind of like well why is she dressed that way i'm like what did the fuck did i have to do with you keeping your hands to yourself mm -hmm. and that's still that's still a very still a very common train of thought that a lot of people slash black men have they're not, they're not us they're not like well i can do they're like no you can't and they don't know that the world is different now they don't have a calendar they don't go outside they don't watch tv they don't know what the fuck is going on yeah, well, because if we're dressed a certain way, it takes the responsibility off them for their actions. So that's where they're like, yeah. oh, well, she dressed this way, so of course I have to objectify her. No, you don't. <laughs> you can just let me walk down the street. As a defense of him, though, I do like the fact that he wants his restaurant to be a certain way because he doesn't want that energy in his re he's he's saying what he wants his restaurant to be about but i think he went about it wrong like the moment was not great the, the language i mean he's cursing like when he dropped the f ever you could see the whole like, restaurant whoa. going whoa like what the fuck Everybody we were kind of with you i had a feeling when he did the f word the f word made me go oh oh, oh now you just changed yeah. the message dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> He need to put up a sign, no shirt, no shoes, no twerking. No twerk. No there you go. Exactly. I think also though, like what about his environment makes it feel like a place that you should twerk in? Like yes. you go to certain restaurants, like, you know, I don't know, Mr. Chow's or whatever. People are not going to get up and start twerking. You know, like what about his place 
And I think a lot of it is is told in how he delivered that message. Yes. You know, one of his drink of the night is, you know, Alize and all the black drinks. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Somebody said they serve drink drinks there, like drink drinks. They were like, they have heavy pours there and it's crazy alcohol. So you got a DJ in the back. <laughs> you gonna pour me a drink? You're gonna pour me a D-R-A-N-K then I'm going to twerk when you put on Usher. Because that's what you do when Usher comes on. <laughs> yeah, and it looked, like, it looked like one of those spots where the music is so loud you can't even hear yourself speak, so... Oh, yeah. You said turn the music down. Yeah. You can't twerk in that place? That's, that, that's meant for twerking. Turn down the music. I cannot... <laughs> I have a confession here. All right. You twerked at a restaurant? Where'd you twerk? A church? <laughs> Were you twerking at a church? No, no, this is worse. I can't It's twerk. worse. I can't oh, twerk either. You think you can't? You can't? You, I, I worked on it. I, for, for months or years, however long it's, it's been out, twerking has been out, for, first of all, since way before Rex in effect. Like, it goes back. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> it goes back. But you can. You have to practice. Have you practiced? Have you tried? Maybe I should. Well, I would practice it for my Friday dance, but that would turn it into a whole different thing. No, Maybe it, no, it, no it wouldn't. It wouldn't. You dance the way you want to dance. The way they interpret it is their business. What's the goal? Like, how? what's the goal of twerking? Is that what I just said? It, it's fun. <laughs> If, if if you if as someone who grew up in the Bronx, who before I moved to California, the New York lifestyle was clubbing and parties and basement parties. You know, when, when life was fun, <laughs> I was always dancing, and I'm also Jamaican, so there's always a sexual aspect to the way I dance. Not because I'm trying to. It, I've always you, been jealous of that. You don't think about it. Your music comes on, and you just want to dance close to a man. You you turn around, he gets all ass. That's just something that's part of the the nurturing of growing up around Black people and hip-hop. The nurturing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that is nurture. That's not nature. You don't grow up like, I want to rub against his balls. That's, that's nurture. I would have loved to have <laughs> stood up in that restaurant and said exactly that. Sir, twerking is very nurturing. If you could just... <laughs> If you would just if you would just let me turn around and show you what it feels like, you would enjoy it, sir. I, I would have paid. I would have paid to see that moment in that restaurant. He said, "Go to Pink," and I don't know if y'all been watching P Valley, but that's the name of the strip club in P Valley. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I want to see what this Pink place is. That's that's where I want to go. I know. Go I'd have been like, "Nigga, I was gonna hit that spot after here." <laughs> it's the pre. It's the pregame to Pink. Okay. I'm saying, why are you talking to my night? Because you in a bad mood. <laughs> I got I got to hang out with you guys more. Because, you know, it's funny. I think it's because I had one of those. My family was ultra conservative uh, Catholic. So I had a lot of like when I was growing up and developing a lot of fear and like a lot of like it was often my grandfather who was like, she can't wear this. Oh, my God. I remember one time I wore a dress and my breasts were out out like more. And he made me feel so ashamed no one on my dad's side thought anything of it, said anything, but he was like, Maria, that's my mom's. He's like, why is she dressed like that? You've got to put those away. And it just stayed with me. Yeah, I saw a whole thread. A lot of people were talking about um, Kevin Hart's special and how he called his daughter a hoe, whatever. And there was a whole thread of women just responding to their like fathers, grandfathers, uncles, shaming them, calling them hoes when they were little for just like I'm dancing or putting on a certain outfit. And it's just interesting that it's like, A, men don't know how to control themselves, but B, 
they think like anything you do can set off another man. And it's like, control yourself. Y'all are the problem. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't Yeah, know- I was like maybe 12 years old. And I was so confused with my grandfather saying those things to me. I didn't even understand exactly. what it meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I grew up with a conservative religious Jamaican family. So they also were like, you know, they wouldn't let me be alone with a boy until I was out of high school. I had to hide. It was always hiding. And then when I turned like 18, 19, well, I would, you know, visually show them like, hey, this is, I like boys and I want to, you know, I, but that you, you don't grow out of it. You carry it with you as you get older. And I knew that I was growing out of it when the other day I was, you know, me and my mom live here alone and we were arguing. All we do is argue. And I'm like, I, I'm going to move with COVID, blah, blah, blah. You know, I get all full of myself. And she's like, why would you want to, you know, why do you want to move? You could have, I'm like, and I said to her, I want to have sex in my own house. When I said that, my voice was like, I had a, a my a ghost behind me, like, bitch, your mother. I'm like, no, so they got to realize that, you know, you, you have to grow out of the clutches of their conservative ideals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You were like, you're like, mommy, I want to fuck. I didn't say that. But in my head, I'm like, mommy, I, mommy, I want to fuck in my house. What's wrong with you? You know this. Yeah. Another moment I would have paid for it to see. Mommy. Mommy, I want dick. <laughs> <laughs> Free dick that walks around my house without cloak covering up. You know what I mean? So, How's that going, by the way? I am currently in the process of weaning myself off of the actual wean. And of which one? Of my boyfriend. I'm 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 weaning oh. myself off because it wasn't working. And it's, I changed my philosophy, my my take on it. Instead of him, 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 and what he didn't do that met the criteria, I'm working on trying to figure out why I allow myself mm-hmm. to be in that situation that's that's the focus now before before i was like he doesn't do this that the other and those are too easy to to make jokes about but i'm like why do you jackie what is it about you that keeps Mm -hmm. allowing either him or men like him so that's the focus now i'm not going to put him down he did the best most of these guys are doing the best that they can yes and i think that's really smart yeah are you in therapy i i am but i haven't been going oh girl (laughs) winter is coming You're right. You're right. I should get back into it. So yeah, my focus is me now. Yeah, I am. I gonna... went to a year of therapy for dating, basically. <gasps> like, wow. yeah, because I also was in the same position, dating the same men, just look differently, constantly ending the same way. You know, they could be packaged so. I'm like, oh, he's totally different than that one, and then it ends up to be the same fucking guy. And then after I dated some really crazy ones. I was like, okay. I was like, bitch, you have a problem. Um, so I was, like, one of, I was like, one of these guys are going to kill you. I mean, I dated like, I dated this magician. He was so insane. But anyway, um, so I was like, I'm going to like end up in a box. I don't know. So like, I I was like, I went to my friend was like, I know this therapist. I'm like, please hook me up. So I started seeing this therapist and I was like, I'm dating unavailable men, like emotionally unavailable men. They're all the same. And it turns out I was just dating like narcissists constantly, narcissists, narcissists. Basically, after a year of dating, I got married and I met a guy who was like, he's the most amazing man. He's not a narcissist. He's so kind. But what's so incredible is like, I would not have been attracted to him a year before. Yeah. Once you healed, you started to heal yourself and your thought processes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was only wanted the losers, you know, so uh, I highly encourage you to keep going with that therapy. If you found a therapist that you really like and, and gets you yeah. culturally and everything is so much into the right therapist, but like, um, 
man, it, it honestly changed my life. Yeah. I'm well, okay. Because because of you, I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's <clears throat> I'm on Talkspace, and when I signed up. I did it when the p- pandemic began because, of course, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" And now, now I I didn't I didn't re up a payment. I let it lapse. And I'm like, but then, and then I paid for it and didn't do, go. I paid for it, let them take the money. And I was like, okay, I'm going to log on tomorrow and get back into it. And I haven't because therapists are nosy. <laughs> yes, they are, Jackie. Oh, they nosy. They nosy as fuck. They are like nosy people by nature. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I had my therapist, the three guys I was dating when I first started with her, she lined up all of their characteristics. And then she lined up my father's characteristics and it was all the same. (laughs) And it was like seeing it written out. I was like, wow, like you ain't have to come at my neck like that. Jesus. So once you see the pattern, you can change it. So knowing it really is half the battle. It's such that daddy thing, too, because I have the same problem. And it's so funny because one of my exes, I used to impersonate. And they were like, it sounds, and I, and I would talk about my dad and they were like, it sounds like your dad. And I was like, ugh. But then I realized, I was like, oh, that is my issue. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, but I do find that this is a great time because I've been noticing just a lot of s- amazing single women. There's like such a tremendous number of amazing, like strong, beautiful, smart, yeah. single women doing this COVID thing alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they need, you know, I, I say this because- if the Thanksgiving just passed and you didn't reach out to one of them, shame on you. You should reach out to your friends right now who are doing this alone. It's so, so important. I did it alone. And I, at first I was, I was deeply like, I was sad. I wasn't depressed, but I was sad. And then it passed like gas. Because <laughs> it was just, it did, it passed. Because I realized, I was like, wait a minute. I have been enjoying being alone rediscovering really forced to rediscover myself Mm -hmm. watching what I want cleaning my space the way I want you know I went for a bike ride and it was the when I wanted to go it was the you know I was playing the music I want to listen to I didn't have to for me it was the best Thanksgiving I've ever had by myself but I will say I and I I looked the next I stayed off of Instagram social media the next day I saw all of these posts from friends who were single who were sad and I thought to myself I was sitting there just thinking how do I get through this without reaching out right and it was something that I realized I was like a lot of times we'll be sitting in this space thinking it's just us it's just you and it's not there were so many single women specifically women that I'm talking about who don't give themselves the credit they deserve for doing this alone mm-hmm. and being good at it or also not being in a relationship just to be in one like Jackie I think it's important that that you can acknowledge I don't have to be with you like I can make the decision to be alone. I think that's a much stronger thing to say rather than being in a relationship that you don't deserve. That's when I feel kind of weak because I'm I'm that strong girl who I'm always single. I'll have a playmate here and there, but and I'm happily and healthy, a happy healthy single girl. I've always been. And I don't I you know, when I lived in LA 20 years, I lived alone with an occasional friend every now and then. But what I did when I moved back home, I moved back and I got back involved with a hometown boyfriend that wasn't good enough for me when I moved to LA. Right. And when I and when I moved back to New York, nothing about him changed. 
life, career, goals, nothing. My fucking, I've had, I've developed into four different women since I <laughs> left and came back. Yeah. You know, my pers- personality change, careers, everything's different. And I use the excuse of the pandemic because I'm not going to lie, social media, comedy, like, girl, just, we don't know what's going to happen. We all might die. Just have fun with that guy. And he happened to be like one of those guys that, you know, in the sexual realm, top three, if not number one. <laughs> of course. Wow. Of course. Most so, of the and he, ones are. <laughs> exactly. And he had a home that I could go to that wasn't this home. So he was a relief from the day-to-day repetitive life of here. So I let all that be okay. And it was okay for a few months, but now it was turning into a year and it's not getting better. There's no talk of what's going to happen in the future. And I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy. And I, we, we were only compatible. We're a, a perfect match sexually. Everything else is a fucking cluster. So I'm just trying to be like, I'm not going to put him down. I've done a good job. I'm going to do a special, talk about him for an hour if I can. But outside of that, I need to be like, well, Jackie, what about you? Because he's he's done. Whatever he's going to become, he's it. You ain't nowhere. you just beginning. So are you going to, you know, so now I'm making it about, making it about me. That's great. It has to be about me. Yes. A that's thousand awesome. percent. Agree. Yep. Yeah. Let, let them be done. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love it. it. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. I'm, it is know, hard. It's hard. I've, done, I've been going through it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, my last, I think a lot of women that are single that entered this pandemic were just breaking up with someone and left with no closure. And so it's a weird place to be. I've talked to a couple of my friends who can't like not look at the people on their Instagram, you know, those guys that they didn't have closure with. Mm -hmm. And it's just like I said, it's just like gas. Mm -hmm. Just let it pass. It is hard to not look, but just do it. Block them any way you can. Do not create an alternative character on Instagram. No. Don't ever do that. You know what? I, I blocked his number. I have never blocked a man's number in my life. I blocked his number. I unblocked it because my ego is like, maybe he's trying to hit me up. But I blocked him for the first three days. When I, when I pressed that block button, I felt relief. I didn't, I, all I felt was, I'm not going to have to hear him. Blah, 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 blah. Nothing. And it is so... I don't feel, I don't miss him. And mind you, this is early. Baby steps. I broke it up with him 11 times and, and told the world about it. But now I'm like, one day it's drugs. I have to wean myself off of the wean. <laughs> it's like Noelle said, baby steps. So yeah. forgive yourself. Be patient with yourself. Forgive yourself when you do, you know, but if you're already, you, this moment that you're feeling that's relief, remember that yes, moment. It feels it's good. So, it's such an interesting thing because I've, I've said this to a couple of my friends. I'm like, you're so happy. You're so talented. And this is true about you, Jackie. You're so talented. You got to sit with yourself and ask yourself in that moment where you felt really good, why would you want to leave that yeah, space? Yeah, that's where I am now. And I, I know it might sound like a cliche mess, but have you made the list? Of what? Well, A, the list of reasons why you do not want to be with this guy, but also your list of your perfect guy. I haven't done a perfect guy list since, remember when the the, the secret came out and it was brand new? Yeah. I made the list back then. I had not made a perfect guy you gotta list make since a then. 2020. You got to make a 2020 list, girl. I'm not going to lie. I'm also kind of jaded. I'm like, you know what? I could die alone. <laughs> no, no, I'm he's not, not there. We all die alone, though. Yeah, we do. I don't think he's out there, Autumn. I don't think he exists. I think so. No, Jackie, he does. He's out there. Jackie, the problem is you lived in LA for 20 years. I know. And it was fucking hard horrible out there That's dating a huge there's nothing what is the up with la and the dating wow. horrible for, for my career in la it was fantastic everything else personally was horrible i have a theory what 
I think if you do not have changing of seasons, it affects people's <laughs> mentality. No, I really do. I think sunshine okay. all the time is not natural. It makes people think they're supposed to be happy all the time. So I think that's why that kind of like phoniness in LA is like, we're happy, the sun is shining, but New York is the opposite where it's like, no, nah, I think I'm crying, I'm sad. I think it's raining outside. <laughs> like there's no reason to be phony about this shit. So I think sunshine all the time is, is not normal and it's not good for people's uh psyche. I really don't think I agree with you. I don't like I agree. It. I agree. I met I the men I met out there, they were just so many options and they wanted to exercise all of their options and and I kept I stayed in the entertainment. I a lot of comedians I went through and oh yeah. I you know because I like I I'm attracted to funny guys. Of course. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change that everyone's like Jackie you can't fuck a comic it's too late I've already fucked all of them in LA <laughs> you know Jackie I thought I thought you were going to say they exercise all the that's time that's what I was like no bitch oh they do they do I attract the, I attract the opposite of me a excellent shape beautiful bodies health nuts that's the opposite but of me LA is all that <laughs> and in New, in New York is different well, we're going to stay on top of that, Jackie, because I want to make sure you and remember, you could always reach out to me. I'm right here. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> right here in this bubble of Friends Like Us <laughs> podcast. It'll be on whatever you want to talk. But um, make that list. Uh, you, and you deserve, you I will. deserve I will. greatness. And I think it's really important. I, I say the thing about are we OK because of the article with Meghan Markle. The New York Times op-ed reflecting on her her recent miscarriage and collective grief in a pre-holiday op-ed published early Wednesday morning in the New York Times, Megan Duchess of Sussex revealed that a very personal loss compelled her to consider the collective grief of this uncertain year. In the losses we share, Megan shares that she experienced a miscarriage of an undisclosed pregnancy this July. As for the timing of Markle's disclosure and message, she writes that it is intentional as we plan for a holiday unlike any before. Many of us separated from our loved ones, alone, sick, scared, divided, and perhaps struggling to find something, anything to be grateful for. And she argues that despite the immense difficulties of this year, difficulties which are ongoing, the shared experience of living through this moment in history is an opportunity to once again recognize each other's humanity. Are we okay? She asks, adding, we will be. Yeah. So on top, on cusp of everything we were just talking about, I think it's important to to always just check in with people during the holidays. Uh, we're about to enter the Christmas and all that. I feel like that was Megan's way of checking in with her friends, but they but it's the whole world. Like she lives in this bubble, and that article is her way of being like, "Hey guys, I'm not." cool either i'm like i love my husband but i'm also tired of him i <laughs> you know i want to I, I don't have girlfriends or i do but i can only text him i can't really hang out with him that was, that's probably that, that was her like that was her podcast like her version of a uh, hey we're all not okay i don't care what you think about us financially we're all emotionally like right. what's going on right you know yeah i mean sometimes too like people that high at the top are so lonely oh yes. yeah the mm-hmm. most lonely you know like even the friends that you had It's like when people get a certain level of success, sometimes people kind of see them so differently. Like, oh, like you've you've risen to this high place now where you're so unattainable to me. So I guess maybe we're not friends anymore or maybe you're too busy for me or maybe, you you know, you're doing all these other things, but they're probably not too busy for you. And they would really love you to just treat them the same way you've been treating them as long as you guys have been friends. And um, it's really I can imagine just from like working with different artists and stuff, how how lonely it could be for her. 
Yeah. yeah. Yes. When I text someone, if I if I happen to have somebody quote unquote famous in my phone that's a friend of mine, I, I would text thinking they're not gonna text back. They're probably filming a movie with Denzel or something. And they text <laughs> they text right back. Hey girl, I'm like, oh, uh, hey, I wasn't ready. But everyone gets lonely. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. Everybody. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So reach out. Now, Autumn, this is where I really want to get into this Grammys, even though I every time I watch the Grammys again, I just feel so old. I don't know who's who. I, I don't know what's... I guess I do just listen to house music all the time. And old... I mean, that's the thing. I don't... I have not introduced myself to really new music because I just... The way we listen to music, I think, is so different now. It is very to, different. Mm-hmm. So this weekend accuses the Grammys of being... now. Even you said this weekend, this weekend, <laughs> the weekend, <laughs> this weekend, <laughs> girl. Oh my god, you are not that old. Stop it. She might be that old. Wow, that was amazing. Marina, hashtag this when all, weekend. When this, all this COVID goes down, I'm taking you out. All right, saying, please. This, this weekend, said, where are we going? Where are we, where are we going this I, weekend? Downton Abbey. You don't know how many times I said to myself, do not read this weekend like that. Hilarious. Don't do it. It took me a second to go, oh, his name is what hysterical. Hysterical. I'm so sorry. I'm so happy. And then I listen, and then I had to listen to his music. I was like, oh, I do know. I heard of this. <laughs> Marina, you are not that old. What's going on? I've heard this ditty. I'm that out this of it ditty. though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the weekend. Wicked. He's probably he's gonna have a lawsuit against the Grammys and Marina Franklin. <laughs> the weekend accuses the Grammys of being corrupt. After the 63rd annual Grammy Awards nominations were announced Tuesday, the singer, The Weeknd, took to Twitter to express his feelings about it. The Grammys remain corrupt, he tweeted. You owe me, my fans, and the industry transparency. It had been a big year for The Weeknd, whose After Hours album was both a critical and a commercial success. So much of a success, by the way, that even I was like, yeah, I've heard his music. Many industry observers considered his single Blinding Lights a frontrunner for Song of the Year. So there was some confusion when The Weeknd was completely shut out. The Recording Academy has always been plagued with the criticism that it is out of step with the preferences of the consumers. In January, the organization announced a series of initiatives developed in partnership with its diversity task force to improve inclusion in its ranks and among Grammy-nominated artists. Now, Autumn, Mm. you know this person. Yes, Harvey Mason Jr. is the... uh head of the Academy. And I do know him. Actually, we worked on the X Factor together. Hilarious. Now he's actually was one of the producers. And so producers work with coaches with the uh, artists. And um, I've known him for a few years and I've worked with him in the studio. He's also a black man. Mm, 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 He's a black mm. man. Uh, I Mm -hmm. Well, we know how these black men be doing. (laughs) I just started kind of myself as a writer, getting more involved with the Academy. So like I had my first meeting this year with the Academy and they just kind of talk us through how the nominations go. And it's a whole, it's a very long process. From what I've seen, I can't say that it's corrupt or anything because it's very female heavy this year. Dua Lipa is a woman. She's nominated for six Grammys. Janae Echo's nominated for three. Like so many heavy female nominations this year. The artist I work with a lot, John Baptiste, he's nominated for two Grammys. Oh, that's Stephen Colbert's guy? Yeah, he's nominated for two Grammys. That's who I had my Grammy meeting with. I kind of got to see a little bit how it works. You know, it's 
people that are eligible to vote, they are, they're voting for this. You know, it's a, it's a big community of songwriters and producers and people that have been in music for a long time that are voting on the Grammys. From what I can see, that's how it's chosen. I don't know why the weekend, I honestly don't know why. Also, you know, the Grammys are just so interesting. Sometimes, you know, like Black Pumas are nominated again for the Grammys, you know, and a lot of people look at them and they're like, um, I've never heard their music. Who are they? I never heard of their music until last year when they got nominated and I started listening to it. I was like, oh, they're really cool. I don't exactly know how it's all. Sometimes it's not the most popular. How many Grammys does week the weekend have? I know he has several already. The weekend, how many does he have? I don't know. Now here's my question: Billboard. I know I've heard, I've read. They're more based on the performance of the album, right? In terms of sales and yeah, Billboard. Uh-huh. So I would understand this complaint more so with the Billboard Awards, but the Grammys. Are you entitled because your work is good? You're not. You're not. So I don't. You're not entitled. So that's why I'm kind of like, why is he so upset? If if you've won many times in the past, maybe it's not. He has like three. It's, yeah, it's not your year. And second of all, I you know the, I don't know why if if there was more of a blatant example of you know divert lack of diversity or lack of recognition for those that deserve it, but for him to just be like why and somebody else who also another, a female artist also is complaining. And she looks white, but she's a black woman. Was it Halsey? Yes, or yes. She's also Halsey's black. She's mixed. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I've seen this. I've seen Halsey. She doesn't not. Look, right. oh, wow. She's also upset about it. So I'm like, she's black. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You like an octoroon? <laughs> I don't know. She's like real. I mean, I mean, if she okay, but oh, so he had nine. The weekend had won nine awards out of thirty. He has nine Grammys. Dude, sit down. No, it's says, not your time. It's just not your time. No, it's not your time. Uh, I had a coach. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I I used to work out with this coach in L.A. and it was after um, Kanye went up and did the interruption of Taylor Swift, and he just said that we put too much stock in awards and what and it's like if a white person is controlling an award. Who cares about an MTV music award? Who cares about a Grammy? I get why you care, but also if you if you're selling all these records, if you have your fans, if you have your millions of dollars, who can like I, I can't have the sympathy. I don't I don't have sympathy and you're just like, I didn't get nominated this year. Okay, then write another album. Like I don't I just I I can't. The weekend has enjoyed I, a lot of success. He's fine. He's had a lot of success. It's not like he's never gotten a Grammy. I'm not, I'm not saying that any award show is perfect. I'm sure that there are, you know, they've just changed. They took out the term urban is no longer, you know, acceptable for the Grammys. That category is gone. Everyone's making different steps forward to be more inclusive. Just because you're not nominated for something or you didn't get the outcome you wanted doesn't mean that everything is against you. Yeah, time. you sound like a big baby. Not if you have, if you got a wall full of Grammys, nigga, if you don't shut up and go somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> well, that, seems, that seems to be the trend lately that there are, especially during this COVID time, that there are a lot of people, I won't say people, entertainers. Not people. <laughs> yeah, they're not people. Um, <laughs> that are that are quite wealthy complaining yeah. about what they're not getting when there are people really struggling right now. I just feel like it's tone deaf and it's selfish. Very tone deaf. You know, an example of being an entertainer and wondering why, but then realizing it doesn't matter. You know the amount of comedians to watch list that I've never Hello. been on? And you've been on, Joyelle. You have, Marina. I've never been. No, I haven't. N- never not been one on list? Anymore. No list? Well, you have specials that are out. and I can Friends treat me. There you go. 
they put me on their list. But you're always, but, but, you, but you do get press in the mainstream media that I have seen. So, you know, a lot of us don't ever get there, but we're like, but I have a fan base. I'm yeah. good at what I do. You have to let that kind of stuff go. Otherwise, it'll, it'll hurt your own creativity. Yeah. I never did Montreal New Faces. You know, it's like, did I. okay. I know really? plenty of people who've never done it and have successful careers. Like, also, it's like, okay, it's a white people award. You'll be all right. Get you, a, get you an image award. We can. <laughs> However, I do think there is something to discuss here about the manipulation, the way agents and managers do manipulate the press and these lies about who people like and who's good. And the reason I say it's important, not because of entertainers, but because this is how Trump became president. Yes. Is by manipulating the narrative of who we like. This is a big, big problem. So that's the only thing about this conversation about the Grammys that I go, there is a nugget of truth about what we need to understand about what's going on so that we don't live in this falsehood of who we like. Yes, for sure. I remember there was a recently when Jimmy Kimmel was having his guest uh, hosts. And I tweeted, I'm like, so you gotta, you gotta be on WME and CAA's roster to, you know, because they only pick Whitney Cummings and Nikki Glaser, who are who deserve whatever they get. They're great at what they do, but it's always the same, like, four or five female comics who get picked to do everything. And I'm like, any one of us here could host anything. It's a monologue. It's jokes. But it seems as if a certain, the, the kind of representation you have determines how much you work. It completely does. That's what you always see in social media. Every deadline announcement is about what they do. And I'm like, we all kill. We all could do the job. But it gets pushed in our faces who the ones are that always seem to be the favorites. And and after a while, the public is like, I do love her. They don't, but they just... They, they get her face so much. They're just like, well, I guess she's really great. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence got an Oscar for like what? Silver Linings Playbook. It's like it, she only got that because of marketing and public relations and every and Harvey Weinstein or whatever. Like it's it's really not. It doesn't mean that she was the best actress that year. I mean, she had the best team yeah. that year. Yeah, so. exactly. The team. The team helps. You you be the best when it comes to perception. Not yeah. not the team is everything. Also, but like weekend is playing the Super Bowl. Hello, I forgot bigger validation than that. <laughs> He's playing the Super Bowl. Everyone should put a meme up of him on a Super Bowl stage. Like nigga, this is enough. You've got plenty. <laughs> But I thought we weren't doing the Super Bowl anymore. What happened to that whole anymore? thing? Anymore? Well, because of um, NFL? Because they racist? Yeah. It, it, well, when it comes to money and that kind of, on that level, it you, you come in and out of wokeness. Right. I will not I will not support the NFL. Wait a minute. They're going to book me to do what? Oh, hell yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you this, Autumn. Is the Academy, do you think, on some level, out of step with the consumers? I can only speak for what I've like seen so far. Just, I mean, and I'm super new to kind of like getting in these meetings and stuff and learning about. Congratulations um, to you for that too. That's big. See, at the table, That's a big fucking deal. I'm not even. No, I'm not even technically a voting member because I didn't sign. I didn't register in time. So the next Grammys, I should be a voting member. Um, right here, girl. Right here. <laughs> yes, but from what I could see, I have so many friends that are nominated this this past Grammys. Like. So, Probably like 60% of my friends are nominated right now. Wow. Yeah, in, in music, and I'm so happy for them. So it really would be hard for me to say that because I'm seeing so many well-deserved people getting credit right now that I, I can't just say just because The weekend didn't get nominated that it's not 
fair this year. Yeah, he could have made a joke about it. I know. I know so many people that are getting nominated that are so deserved. So it's, it, I just can't, I can't say, I have no evidence for me to say otherwise from what I've seen, basically. Neither does The weekend because you already have Grammys. So was the Grammys not corrupt then? It wasn't corrupt then, but it's corrupt now. I like it just like pick one. Either the Grammys are corrupt or not. And also you could have, it could have been like a joke. Like, you know, we're comedians. We always think of the ways you could have made a joke about it. This is my album. That's the shit. And then get nominated for Nair Grammy, but y'all still watch it. So. Exactly. I could complain right now and be like, look, I I want a Netflix special, but since they won't give me one, I'm going to put out my own. And then tomorrow Netflix hits up my manager and you want to do it? Hell yeah, I want it. I thought you were going to try and be independent. I mean, right. also, do you have to pay for Grammys the way you have to pay for like Olympic medals or the Walk of Fame? Do you have to no, pay for I don't that? I think so, do I have I no idea. Think- I know that you got to pay for your plaques. So like if I sell like a, if I go platinum or diamond or whatever, I have to pay for all my plaques. So then you probably do got to pay for that damn award. How much is the plaque? I don't think you have to pay for a physical award, but the plaques are expensive. They're How like, much are they? $100? You stupid. No, like 500, 600, 700, a thousand. I don't know. Like it depends how big your plaque is and, and what you want. But if you have several plaques, it, it really, I have never paid for a plaque. I have one plaque because my publisher gave it to me for free. Hey. But I should have about 10, 11 plaques on my wall. Well, this is in my house. I'm in my mom's house. I just don't want to pay for them. Yeah. I'm just like, rather buy shoes. I'd rather buy shoes. And I'm like, I know that I know the records I've sold. That's enough. I don't actually need to see it on my wall. And I also like have a weird thing about like not having achievements when I wake up every day. I kind of just want to see like real life things as opposed to like being reminded like, yes, bitch, you did that. I'm like, I I know what happened. It's okay. That is so commendable, but I want every fucking plaque. I want a wallpaper shit with my plaques. Yeah. I like my plaque right back there at that pot. I want plaques. I think that's fun. I think I love the plaques or any kind of the the degree, whatever. I want them all on the wall. All of it. When I get my own studio, like next year I'll have a studio room. Then I'll probably have a space for the plaques. But like if I'm just in my apartment, it it just feels a bit like overboard. For me, I'm like, why am I? I'm like, my apartment got plaques because it's going to be a house soon. Hey. (laughs) So I do want to ask you this question, Autumn, about Camilla Cabello. Cabello. I should know this because my sister worked with her. Is she still around after the scandal of her racist? I was about to say, did she do some racist? She's uh, very happily cozied up with Shawn Mendes uh, during this pandemic. They're a couple and um, they seem to be having a really good time. For a while. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is she putting out any more? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she's going to put out music. Is it just like a cycle? It's like every year you just take a year to write? And... Yeah, it's like a year. Year. She's had some huge, huge hits as well. So she's had a massive career. I'm sure she's going to take some time and put out music and it's going to do well. Because they did try to cancel her, didn't they? What'd she say? Enjoy <laughs> 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 She did a Gina Rodriguez, a Eva Longoria. What she they found some old like blog thing. I can't remember. Like she made some inappropriate comments, and then I don't know the full story. To be honest, maybe you know better, Maria. She was one of the Fifth Harmony girls, right? These are these are like my kids. All of these girls, like Normani, like I've known these girls since they were puppies. These are like my my children. So Aww. I don't want to talk bad about any of them. Um, I don't know the full story with Camilla, but if she if she did, she's Cuban, I believe. She was using the N word on a Tumblr account 
And she says, I'm apologizing again. She goes, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. And I got caught. And she's saying, I've, I'm 22 now and I'm an adult and I've grown and learned and I'm conscious and aware of the history and the pain it carries in a way I wasn't before. Those mistakes don't represent the person I am or a person I've ever been. I only stand and have ever stood for love, inclusivity, and my heart has never even been had any ounce of hate or divisiveness. The truth is... I want to hear what she said. Nigga. No, I mean, I mean, in, in what, here's the thing with the whole N with the, the word nigga. A lot of Latinas and Latinos use the word in convo the way we do. The Bronx, yes. In the Bronx, definitely. That was the first time I saw that. I want to hear the context. Was she, was she like, these niggas are crazy. How did she say it? Or was she like, these niggers need to get back in their place? <laughs> <laughs> these niggers' lives don't, don't matter. I don't think so. Exactly. I, so. I really wish I had one of those assistants in my bathroom right now. Back in the day, remember when J-Lo said it during one of her songs? Yeah. And it was just in passing. And they were like, ah, you are not in that world anymore. And even though she thinks she is, but we know she's not. It didn't bother what she said in the song. I'm like, well, that's she's, she's from the Bronx. Latinos say the word the way we do. But when she got really famous, they were like, you can't say that word no more. You're not part of that crew anymore. Doesn't everyone know that? I don't understand. No, we're we still- do. They all know it. They no. do, the kids don't know it. The kids don't know. We do it, but they, the mainstream does not know it. They're, they're, I cannot find it either. I'm spelling. It's my glasses. Nobody that's of color, when that song came out, noticed it or cared. And then they brought it out. And then they then were like, she can't say it? Uh, I guess she can't say it. Why can't she say it? And then we're like, oh, she can't say it because she's not here anymore in the world where the word is passed around so freely. Yeah, Puerto Rico's from the Bronx. Cardi B gets criticized for it still. And Cardi B, and Cardi B is, you know, that's her name is Cardi Nigga B. That's how much, that's how much she says it. Because she's from the, the culture that they're like, what's the big deal? It's not solved if, if it needs to be solved. But I do know. I do realize that I say it freely too, but I don't say it in certain circles because I'm like, I don't need to have this convo because I'm not going to stop saying it. But one day I might have to stop saying it. Once again, I don't know how I feel, but I know how I feel. <laughs> no, for sure. I think I think a lot of a lot of people don't know when it's inappropriate. I've corrected people so many times and I'm like, you cannot say that. And people just don't know. And it's it's baffling how they don't know it's not okay. I think it's kind of a like a selective ignorance which I don't respect. I don't respect selective ignorance. I think a lot of, of Trump supporters are selectively ignorant. Oh, so one of the gifts Cabello shared mocked and stereotyped a Black child and another Photoshopped image mocked a Black female athlete. Oh, so she knew she knew she was wrong. She knew she was oh, wrong. Oh, no. That's not she got, she got, she's going down. That's not okay. That's no, not right. No. No. And many of the posts that she was featured, the N-word and some posts made fun, which we know that happens I a lot. I want to see this shit. That sounds horrible. What were they you took it down. You see how hard it was for me to find Everybody it. Everybody hates us. She's got a good team. Oh, fuck that team. Everybody hates Black women. And it's so stressful because I think, especially in the Latina community, like that's why Eva Longoria's uh, issue hit so hard because it's just like, why do we always have to get kicked <laughs> Like everyone wants to kick us. It's so weird. Speaking of, that's why I put the article in here about Obama. And the, it's an old flashback to Shine discussing Obama. And the reason I put this article in 
It's on Vlad TV, and it's from 2013. The rapper Shine gave his take on Barack Obama's first term in office and questioned what the first black president did or didn't do for black people. And Shine talked about the issues plague in Chicago, which was a city where Obama found his political launching pad. And he criticized Obama for not being more vocal about poverty and violence that affects black people living in the inner city. He also discusses the irony of Obama first gaining traction Okay, so I'm going to stop and say the reason I put this in is because black men need to really stop. Have a seat. Have a seat. And they put this up recently. They refreshed this on Vlad TV. And I'm like, why is this trending now? And the only thing I can think of is Barack Obama's book is out. And maybe black men still want to question why we didn't vote for Trump because, you know, there's a there was a tremendous, not a tremendous number, but there were, like I said, like even the guy who did my tile in the back here, he ha- was a Trump disgusting. supporter. It's enough. It's just so crazy that this is even on Vlad's website right now. I'm like, why are we revisiting his critique of Obama? Why are we revisiting Shine at all? Does he have a does he have a, a recent album? Is he still in jail? I don't know what's happening. Why are we even talking about Shine? <laughs> did, did he did he artists from back in the day who went away and had one hit that I I still like is on my phone right now? <laughs> and, did, and he did a verse from prison. That Shine, like I don't even understand. I don't understand. That's the question. I was like, I was looking because I always look for articles. So I I go to Vlad TV because they have more stuff that you know to keep me out of my old age ism. <laughs> I saw this and I was just like, there was some intention about putting this up. I don't like that. It. I'm, I don't like it. No, I, I really don't like it, too, because it's like you can't just be a president. And there's a magic wand. It's like, is he not accounting the Senate and the House and all the things that have to happen for us to pass? And like, it's so like, look at what happened as soon as Obama left, what people really wanted to resort to. That's what that's what we had to deal with for four years. Obama had to go against all of that because none of that was new. That was everything he was he had to like, I can't imagine how hard it was for Obama to do what he did and to have be so composed and calm. He never, ever did anything even 10th of crazy like Trump did. He was just the most a gentleman, you know what I mean? Like the most admirable human we could ever. It's just it's just really insulting and disgusting that he would say something like that. Yeah, I think it's disgusting that they posted it. Repo- this is from 2013. And I would question Whoever posted that, why, what their intentions were exactly. Is it to re-energize a Black man's voice that is really not even a politician? I mean, Shine is like, like Joelle was saying, and like we've said on other podcasts, like, like Amanda Seal said this, you don't have, you're not a politician, so why are you, why is 50 Cent talking? I just would rather know what Ja Rule has to say about this. Why? <laughs> We got to get down the phone. If we're going <laughs> to so, dig up irrelevant rappers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jackie. Ja Rule is very relevant. He just stole a bunch of people's money at the fire festivals. So. Ja Rule had a very credible career when he was relevant. That's because he got, you know, hoodwinked the world. Basically. I just feel like Black people, we are, we are suffering and we have a lot of internalized oppression. And part of our internalized oppression is not realizing that the first Black president had a little bit of a conflict up against him. He had a couple of issues of people that didn't want to work with him because he was a Black man. So if you think you could do better shine, how about you run for fucking president and shut the fuck up? <laughs> 
is it jealousy though? Like, I feel like that's part of why the the four years was so horrible is because the the racists in America were like, look, we let you have this nigga, right? Uh-huh. Y'all had fun. You were dancing. He was wearing light colored suits. <laughs> you were having a great job. And now we're gonna get back to the way because I didn't. In my naivete, I swear to God, I knew that the world is racist or America. I just didn't know it was this. I didn't know it was still this bad. I knew it was bad. I knew it was horrible. I didn't know it was extra, extra horrible. I just thought it was regular horrible. <laughs> 70 yeah. million. I don't. And when I think of when, Amer- when America's Got Talent ended, I immediately started touring. But I was touring primarily the the, the red states. Trash. And I realized, and, and I realize now and I, that's probably why I haven't gotten a booking in a while. I realized now that I don't want to go back to these states that I was, you know, the, where I was performing before. I, they don't care about me as a human. I don't want to go back there now and entertain them. A lot of my comic friends who are right back in those places, and I'm like, I don't want to go back there because they were, when I was there the first time, they, they treated me like I was some sort of a fetish, kind of like, you know, like, oh, you were funny and blah. You're, is, is, can I touch your brain? They were all still like that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go back to those places. And I know that I have to make a living, but I have to figure out a way that doesn't involve going Pivot. back to Oklahoma and Arkansas <laughs> and all that shit. I can't go back. I don't want to go back. <laughs> Jackie, they'd be like, your children are so nice and clean. Would you like to be my maid? Oh my you don't even know. And when, and they want to touch you and kiss you and, and it's just like, it's only because I entertain them which is part of the job. But now do I want to go back knowing that that whole state could give a fuck about anyone who looks like me? It's terrifying to me. And I honestly, because I would actually pose this question to you guys. I was asked this by one of my mentors. What do you think is more hated, your race or your gender? And my first initial thought was, this is America. It's my race. But after 2016's election and everything, I was like, oh, it's my womanhood. Like, Everyone hates women. Women are second-class citizens of the world. The only reason Hillary lost is because she's a woman. The only reason more people voted for Trump this time is because Kamala Harris was the VP pick. That's the only reason they got him by the skin. If he had chosen another white man, he would have won by a landslide. Motherfuckers was not trying to have um, Kamala about to be president because she is going to be president. I like that it took the end of the goddamn world. to get a black woman on the ticket but that's because everybody hates us and I agree I I said the reason I said the reason why Hillary did not win is because she's a woman That's it that's it that is that is only re- the only reason and I know and I've always felt this I'm like you guys meaning the world you do not like women Black, black, I mean, black, white, whatever, Asian, they just don't like vaginas. They don't want us running shit. I think that's the starter of the reason why. But it also was the disinformation about her that really controlled what these people are. The news that they're getting is so different. And it's like when you find out where they're getting their news from, you're like, have you ever stopped and gone, where did you hear that? But it's the news they want to believe. That, exactly. That's the thing. You can tell me that news. You can tell me that news and I'm going to be like, that's wrong. Like, that's not right. If you want to believe something, then you want to believe it. If you want to believe Trump is a a freaking Christian, (laughs) (laughs) an evangelical Christian, then you, that's what you want to believe. But there is a domination. This is just like that I was talking about with these lists, right? Of who's funny and who's not funny. There's a way that the 
I think there's a documentary on Netflix about exactly how these things kind of infiltrate you to, so that you start believing in these things. And you're right. Like most people go, it's what you choose to believe. But it's also like if something is constantly, you know, this great study to see how when stuff is constantly coming at you, you start really thinking, oh, that person is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you're like, wait, and whereas I'm constantly, because I'm in this field, I know they're not funny. <laughs> I just want to know who you're thinking of right now because I see a face in your head. <laughs> Say it. Oh, oh, there's a long list, but still. Yeah, there's a long ass There's list. a list of people that, I have watched people around me who are not comedians tell me how much they like a certain person. And I've watched a year pass. And then all of a sudden they're like, so they're not really that good, are they? And I've seen the them evolve and go. I've Ooh. seen the same thing when, when a comic who the whole, who the entertainment world forced on us, then the fan base would follow and then they would do something bad you know, into the world or to women. And then now a lot of those fans are like, he was never a good comic anyway. Yes, that's true. So he has to be caught almost raping bitches for you to be like, you know what? I never liked him. Really? (laughs) You know, because they all get charged or alleged and blah, 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 but (sighs) sexual misconduct. And then a lot of these fans are like, well, he was never funny to me. Really? Because you posted when his special came out, you guys gotta, you gotta watch this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've just, it's just been my own personal like study. It's like when someone in my family or someone in my building says to me, "Oh, do you know the so and so? I love her or I love him," and then I'm like, "No, you don't know. You don't know. They don't know." They- and then I watch them just dissolve into this like, "Oh, what happened?" And it's so interesting. They don't know of anybody because they follow what they think they want to. When I was in LA, I would take an Uber or a Lyft from my apartment to the Laugh Factory, which is a really quick jump. And you know how many times I would, they, they see I'm going to the Laugh Factory and the driver would be like, so who are you going to go see? Who's funny? I'm like, motherfucker, me. They're like, well, do you know Chris D'Elia? Do you know Joe Rogan? Woo-hoo! And they, 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 they list all these comics that they have heard do the Laugh Factory. I'm like, well, there are more comics that perform there besides these five white guys you keep asking me about because they're because they're fed that all the time and then they say you you're a comic you perform with i'm like yes everybody that whose dick you suck you think is amazing i'm on the same show with them but they don't know about me because you know they get fed joe rogan joe rogan joe i rogan, used to joe rogan. record <laughs> jackie i used to record my interviews with my uber drivers <laughs> I used to record them and I would ask, That's I used amazing. to record all the conversation and I used to go until I found out it was illegal, but it is? I was like, yeah, in some states. I guess, I guess they will. Yeah. If they, they don't know about yeah. it, you can't. Yeah. If they don't know about it. But the, the, the question that I would ask is, what's your favorite comic? And if it's a male Uber driver, well, mostly, but I, they would always list all these men. All of them. And then I would go, what about any female comics they didn't know yeah obviously they know i was a comic and they would always say amy schumer Mm -hmm. so good kudos to amy yep but past that that was it sometimes that's all they know they can't pronounce eliza's name that's always funny they're always like i'm like you can't even say her name (laughs) 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 they would never even get to her one guy said to me, he goes, who, who is the guy who... No, don't do that accent. Who's that don't guy who, who touched himself? <laughs> I know, I'm not, no, not going to say what, what, what... I'm not going to say the race. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, Joel, I'm not going to say what race I'm, ta- I'm in person. Because we don't know. <laughs> they, all, they all sound I, like that. They all sound like that. Who's the guy 
who who we he touched himself. That guy is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is why, funny. Why did, yeah. Why did they get so mad at that guy? I need to know. Was he touching you know, himself if, as he asked you that? Yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> probably. Probably. So I do want to ask you this, Autumn how the coronavirus could change the music industry for good. Amid the coronavirus pandemic, the live music industry is indefinitely on hold. Tightly packed crowds and concert halls break virtually every set of social distancing guidelines, and 90% of independent venues are expected to close in the next few months if there's no additional aid. And it's local artists as well as crew members who has especially suffered during the pandemic. Many have turned to live streams, which is one of the only ways fans can get any semblance of a live show. While imperfect, the streams have helped to buoy artists' income. <laughs> is that buoy? Buoy? Buoy. Artists' income. What? B-U-O-Y. <laughs> Keisha cannot read. Girl. <laughs> to buoy artists' income as they are losing out on profits from ticket and merchandise sales. However... Live streams often do not benefit venues, so that's important to know, which are actually struggling to stay in business. And skeptics also argue that musicians now have to compete with internet stars who are more skilled at sustaining a virtual fan base. Many are hoping that the bipartisan $10 billion Save Our Stages Act, currently making it sway through Congress could help struggling venues. So, Autumn, what do you say? Yes, let me solve the world. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can, girl. You can. You got the power. You can. Well, okay. It's a lot to this. Okay, for one, these artists are in the most opportunistic moment ever in music creation because for the first time in um, artist life and music, you can actually create something, put it on Spotify, and make a living. So, Every million streams on Spotify, if you own your music, makes uh, $5,000 for the owner. Now, Shit, you, let, you let me start singing. Let me start singing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. If you are making, you know, 20 million, 30 million streams, you can have a very sustainable career. So this is the time for artists to, you're stuck at home, create those albums, create the music, just do whatever you got to do to put music out right now independently. This is the best time to do it. Also, unfortunately, to be an artist right now, you have to be in marketing. You have to know how to market yourself. You can't just put out music. And unfortunately, also, like the, so, the people that are really good on social media, the, the YouTubers, the Instagrammers, all this, the TikTokers right now, TikTok is the biggest thing. Those people know how to make millions of dollars, you know, and they're not necessarily the most talented, but they really understand algorithms and they understand how this works. So if you could team up with those people, maybe you can do a barter. Maybe you're a talented artist. You're like, look, I'll collaborate writing songs with you. If you could help me with this, maybe there's some kind of like cross collaborations, which we can like help each other. As far as the live venues, you know, it's a huge problem. I don't know if you guys probably didn't see, but this Friday, Dua Lipa did a live stream concert with American Express. And it was uh, all over the world. You could buy tickets. It streamed in different time zones and it sold 5 million tickets on a live stream. And it, it just got rated like the, the most amazing live stream event of the year. It was incredible. I watched it with my mom and it was such a well-produced event. And what's, what's also so great about it is she employed so many people. So like there was a band, there were dancers, there were light technicians. There was, it was tons of people were hired to do this. And I think that could be another great solution of kind of like, there's all these empty venues right now, right? There's empty opera houses, empty clubs. Maybe we can do something where we're like using them 
to put on live concerts where people buy tickets. So it's like, okay, we're going to rent your space once a week. We're going to do very social distance, very, you know, one artist on stage at a time. Maybe it's like three or four doing a set. Everyone buys a ticket to watch online. But at the same time, you're paying this space and you're paying the people that work there, the lighting people. It's all the same people that work there normally. You know, maybe there's a way to do that. I just think we have to be really creative. We, we need to just do whatever we can to keep the spaces open until we get the testing done. I do think that, I don't know, I think really soon we will have something where like there's rapid test and we can go to concerts probably by the summer and we're all going to be able to get tested quickly. Boom, boom, boom. They're already doing it here at restaurants. There's a restaurant in the city in, in New York. You get a test when you come in. If, if you're negative, you can come and eat without a mask. You know, it's already happening. It's like $50 a test though. So I think it's going to get cheaper and cheaper and it's going to be possible. But, you know, as far as like for artists, I think it is possible to make a living. But if you work in the clubs and you're like some sort of crew member or bartender or lighting, something like that, it's impossible right now. Because what are you supposed to do and, and how are you supposed to find a new career? And how are these venues supposed to, supposed to stay open? The government has got to bail these companies out and these people out. There's just no, it's impossible. It's just impossible. And if we come out of this and don't have anywhere to go, <laughs> don't have any clubs, no concerts. I mean, comedy clubs, they're the same for you guys. They're the same venue. Some of these places are interchangeable. And mm -hmm. yeah, are you guys performing in the street? I stopped. I stopped after the numbers started to spike. I was like, I'm out. Where were you performing? I would go to the stand because they have the best situation as far as outdoors because I'm pre-existing condition and I, I really can't go inside. And I, I'm one of those people like, I very high OCD with this. So I won't go inside. So I wasn't going inside in the summer, even though the, uh, the comedy seller has probably the best setup for inside and I respect them for it, but I personally still don't trust it. So I don't do that. Uh, but I did stand that was outside until it got cold and then the numbers were going up. And then somebody who was hosting at the stand tested positive <gasps> that I was on the show. Ooh, I, I can't say. I was, I was there. They would have called you and told you. They the, the responsible thing that they did was they let me know that the person who was hosting on the night that I was on tested positive and they text me and then at Jackie. She's like, I'm, like, who, I'm, like, I'm like, was it him? Was it him? Was it him? Jackie got it the text and just ignored it. Apparently. Man, I, think, I think I already had so it. So I went why. and got tested just so, you know, for responsibility for anyone that I'm around that I can tell them that I was tested. Because a lot of this is like, I think of the way this works. They keep talking about contact tracing. And I know I could have easily have just not been tested and not gone in and just hung around other people and been like, yeah. I think we all have it. I think we all have it or had it. I think everyone is going to get it or already had it. It's impossible. It's airborne. Everybody has it or had it. What is it? No symptoms. But you can get it again. You can get it again. This is the thing that you can. And it can be worse. It can be worse and long term. I like. I'm. I'm. You're not immune, Jackie. You're not immune. Just just because I believe that we all have had it or will get it doesn't mean that I think I'm immune. I just know that it's almost impossible to avoid any kind of life where you have to go outside. People, you can do the right thing, and I do the right thing all the time. But I still think that everyone will have a visit with it. And God willing, we'll be okay. I rebuke you, Jackie. And um, <laughs> I'm not taking on that energy. Like, are you not? No, I'm not neither am I. I, can't. I don't want to no. get it. I don't think I had it. I think I thought I had it. I think the notion to say that you think you had it is not scientific 
typically the way to handle this. Oh, I no. think the best thing to do is, I, I'm not judging you. I got tested because I was so sick for two months that I thought I had, that I was dying of the flu. I mean, I had all the symptoms. I went to a clinic, he tested me, no swab. But back then, COVID was not in the streets. Like, it didn't have a good PR person yet. So my doctor said to me, you do have a virus, but it's not the flu. Mm. Was this January? No, this was, uh, this was, was it March? Late March. Oh, yeah, you had that. Yeah. And he gave me a a, a prescription that I, and I got it all, took everything. Nothing worked. Only time. Only time made me get back to normal. That was like you getting AIDS in 1978. But back to Autumn's question about going and these venues, you know, I just want to redirect us back to that question about venues and the comedy scene. They're struggling, Autumn. Yeah. There's a couple of places that have closed. You know, Dangerfield's closed. The Creek closed. The You know, I, I see Stand Up New York trying to find innovative ways to keep going. They're doing shows in churches. And one day is a good day outside and they'll do it in Central Park. I like those Central Park shows. They were fun. I did several of them. I bought some online tickets for comedy. Like um, it was a, a place in New York that they like they do it online. Yeah, those I, I, I've stopped doing. They depress me like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I did... <laughs> I've done thousands of Zoom shows. I'm a Zoom show veteran. I love it. I'm a Zoom show. Yo, girl, wait till you do a corporate via Zoom. I've I've done several. I've done I love it. I did. Via Zoom. I did one. It's fantastic. They're wonderful. You you get dressed, put on some blush. You in your house. You play around and then you sign off and you get that money, either Venmo, PayPal, or whatever the fuck. That's wonderful. It's it's actually damaging because now I'm like, I got to go where? Ah. Yeah. Y'all don't have Zoom? Y'all don't got Zoom or Microsoft meetings or whatever the fuck this is? Y'all can't do that? Yeah, I make more spot money on uh, Zoom than I did with some actual shows. Yes, wow. it's wonderful. Wow. Now, and now, now I'm kind of envious. Yeah. Look at me. I'm like, now wait a now, now I got the nerve to get all angry. How come my agent? No. <laughs> my, where's my corporate gig? I did one corporate gig where I hosted, and it was so much fun. Yes, it was fun. They're easy because you don't have to be. This was the background, by the way. See how you do. There you go. That's five to ten minutes of an opener. Is that background? Exactly. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Uh-huh. I, I, I roast the people who are signed on before I even get into whatever the fuck I want to. But bullshit, I'm gonna do. <laughs> Filter for my water. Yeah, there you go. It. Yeah. That's five minutes right there. That's five minutes on the pot, five minutes on the filter, five minutes on the fridge, five minutes on the old ass stove. You almost finished. <laughs> but it, <laughs> you almost done. <laughs> but you you know, it's it's perfect. It's perfect material. I I went into the refrigerator during the corporate gig. I was like, well, I'm going they caught me getting something to eat. I was like, what y'all want? Exactly. You know? So it can be a lot of fun. For the, and then also, you don't have to see the faces of people judging you or not laughing, really, because they're, they're there to support you and make it good. It doesn't replace, of course, the energy and the love that I have of people in front of me. But for the time being, I'm I people if, if I die tomorrow, you just 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 know Jackie will perform anywhere, anywhere at any time. For money, even more so, you'll get a yes from me. It doesn't matter because we can't help. Jackie's us. ghost will perform for you. I don't care. It doesn't matter because because we put this this at the seller. I put pressure on me to be a certain level of a comic. But in this, like I was saying, you know, Sarah Talamash, Talamash, she and I were like, I think Zoom shows are easy, and I'm like, you're the first comic to agree with me. These are the easiest things in the world. You don't have to be good. You should be, but you don't have to be what you normally consider is good. 
You can just suck around and then sign off. That's right. But that's the part I was worried about when I had to tape the uh, Colin Quinn show. That was what put it into perspective because I was like, I've been bullshitting. <laughs> now I got really get in front of an audience yes. and then put this on TV. Oh, now I got to find out because I found out all the stuff I was working on in those Zoom shows. And then I went to the stand wasn't connecting the same way. So it was just a different level of uh, preparing for your act to put out to the world. I've been able to, the whole boyfriend complaining, I've done sets complaining about him. And that that material will, of course, make it to the actual live stage because I'm not really, it's not ready for the public yet, this material, but it doesn't matter. They're going to hear me complain about the fact that he wants to be a DJ and he's almost 50. What? See? See how it works? And I didn't even try to make the actual joke. I kind of want to be a DJ. Me too. I'm almost 50. You should never give up. I'm a DJ. I can help you. <laughs> See? I love, I would love to be a DJ. So y'all say you should never give up. You should never give up on your dream. Autumn is a DJ. Autumn, Autumn is a DJ. I'm an actual DJ. You are? Yeah. I want See? him to never give up on his dream, but I also want him uh, to stop fucking you. I agree with both of those. And I haven't seen his dick in four days. So one day at a time. One yes. day at a time. You should tell him to get one of these. What's that? Virtual? Oculus. You could DJ in it. It's okay. sick. You don't, you don't tell him nothing else, Jackie. You shouldn't tell him nothing. He needs to find the Oculus on his own. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, but she can't afford no Oculus. He can't afford a fucking... Yeah, I was like, that looks expensive. <laughs> so the virtual streaming of mike tyson and roy jones i watched it i paid for it you i did? watched it by myself i sure did because i love boxing she be boxing. and i love watching boxing i'll be boxing and i did i will be honest though when i'm by myself i did fall asleep a couple of times and had to, i was like why am i falling asleep because it started at like i think nine and it didn't he they didn't actually fight until like 11 30 maybe 12 and i was like my ass is y'all really did you watch it anyone no. i was invited I did. to I, a fight party look i watched it on i watched it on somebody else's ig lives and recorded it while i was watching it. <laughs> who, wants, who wants to see it right now who wants to watch a whole fight right now yeah oh that's hilarious it was boring as fuck it was so boring it I'm, was boring i'm like if you don't knock this nigga out and stop wasting my time because back in the I day, fell asleep during the Mike Tyson fight. I, that's actually where I woke back up and I was like, oh, and then I fell back asleep. I was like, there's a lot of hugging. How much did it cost? $50. 50 Oh, wow. Back in the day when Mike Tyson had a fight, if you got up to go pee, by the time you came back, people were getting their car keys and they were going home. <laughs> and you're like, why? He's, he knocked them out. Yeah. And I'm like, but I just, I, the wings are just, I just finished making the wings. They're like, girl, we're going home, girl. Make it to go, because he's finished. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Make it to go. Yeah, it was, it was weird to see. What I did like about it, though, was that it was doing something that I think needs to be done more. It's celebrating... Um, old age? Old, old age, old. yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> like like you were saying, Joyelle, it's never too it's late. Never, it you is. Know? Sometimes it can be too late. late. Sometimes it's too late. For a concussion, it's too late. It's yeah. Too, yeah. It's too late. <laughs> There was a thing about Roy Wood's body. Not Roy Wood Jr. Roy Wood Jr. was not boxing. I, I did um, the same thing. I kept calling it Roy Wood. He's like, it's not Roy me. Jones. Roy Jones. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, he had more nipples than I would prefer <laughs> to see in the ring. They weren't tight. Their bodies were not tight. 
They weren't tight. Well, Tyson's they would be. was. Tyson's was pretty. Look at tight. look at the picture of them facing each other. They both they both have love handles. They got. We all have the same. I'm like you guys. I didn't see that? It didn't look Tyson. like my sides. Your sides didn't look like my sides. I don't want to see that. Mm-mm. You don't think it's a beautiful thing? No. It's beautiful. <laughs> not when you're a professional athlete getting paid millions no. to kiss somebody's ass. No. 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 I want you to be cut. So Mike Tyson stepped through the ropes in his signature black trunks and heard the opening bell in a boxing ring for the first time in 15 years. Uh, the former heavyweight champion of the world traded lively punches with Roy Jones Jr. for eight entertaining rounds, and their fight was only an exhibition. So that's interesting. And for Tyson, the experience evoked the joy he felt so long ago at the start of his boxing career. It was likely the start of a new chapter. He says, I'm happy I'm not knocked out. And this is better than fighting for championships. He says, because it raised money for various charities. He goes, we are humanitarians now. Oh, when you turn 50, you become a humanitarian. humanitarian. Let me find out Mike be meditating now. Let me find out. You know what he said? He said before the fight, he did get high. He smoked some some weed before he went out there because that's what he does now. He said it. I read I it somewhere. It. He be smoking weed with he his don't tiger. Care. Yeah, he's amazing. like, it don't matter. With his tiger. <laughs> Now, the music they chose was also reflective of the fact that it was, like, middle-aged. When they come out to Frankie Beverly and May. (laughs) 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 Joy and pain. Rob Bass' first hit, A. Oh, that would have been hilarious. But no, it was like Snoop Dogg was, like, old-school rap. Because I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, they're talking about all of his songs that in cancel culture would have been fucking kids. And they're talking about it. Like there's n- my homies can't have none. It ain't no fun. If my homies that can't song, have that song none. still slap. What's wrong with you? That's true. It's true. Did you say that song still slaps? Yes. Don't say that. Jack. Why not? <laughs> That's for the children. That's for the Dua Lipas and the, and the Camilla Cabello. <laughs> I am very, I am very abreast on slang and I'm not going to change. I catch on fast. And I know when to use it and in what context. Your slang slaps. Yep. I'm not even sure if it's slap or or slaps. I think it's but slap. it's still slap though. Slap. It's still slap though. Slaps. It slaps. It slaps. It slaps. It's still slap. It slaps. Yes. That's like saying like I don't say things like um that is so trash because I know that's not of my generation because I just even as I just what? said it. There's I no just, rules, I Marina. That's, get out of your head. There's no there rules. There are rules. There are no <laughs> fucking rules. I will hang out with a twenty. My friends are 25 and 65. I don't give a fuck. The last guy I dated, he he texted me something slapped and he was in his 40s. I was like, don't, no, it don't slap. There's no rules. There's no After rules. After 40, it don't slap. If it feels natural, if it feels real to you. Yeah, you I don't okay. think about it. But if it feels forced. Yeah, it don't, I like it. I like, I, I follow, I, I, like, I like mixing old and new. Old and new slang together is fun. That's what I do. That's Maybe it's the Bronx thing. That's what I do. Yes, there you go. Yeah. So we need a show together, Jackie, of women of the same age who do different things. <laughs> <laughs> that show is slap. Ah, ah, that show is slapping. It's, it's slapping. a slapping that show. show. I w- <laughs> but I wouldn't know that I was in the wrong. I'd be having fun. That's the whole thing. I I put more credit, more, what's the word? More credence at the proper word? I don't know. In having fun than I do in being proper. Because I, yeah, used, because I used to be in that mindset where, well, people don't and women should. And, and that, I had to get out of that. I didn't become a comic worth listening to until I let go of that whole, we, we got to be ladylike. You shouldn't cuss. Don't talk about dick. And that was, you know, now I'm like, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do. And if you don't like it, you don't got to follow me. But that's also life. 
That's life. That's all. That's all of life. I'm gonna do you what know? I want. And you got nobody because nothing matters. Black lives do. Okay, true. But you know what I mean. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. They so do. <laughs> I love the space that you guys gave that moment. You're like, oh, that's right. How to shop at Black-owned businesses, and then we'll get out over the holidays, because I think it's really important to stress this right now. Um, if you're listening to this show and you're trying to find out, like, what gifts to give during the holidays, and it's such a weird time, can't be with your families, focus on something like a fundraiser or donating money to an organization. As Americans gear up for the holidays, social media campaigns are urging customers to spend money at Black-owned companies to help offset the devastating economic impact of the coronavirus. Although the pandemic is slamming all business owners, Black firms have been hit particularly hard. More than 440,000 Black-owned establishments have closed shop for good this year, and more are expected to follow suit. Supporting Black businesses amounts to a three-step process, all of which can be done from the comfort and the safety of home. Find a company, make a purchase, then post a review. People looking for a company to support can turn to sites such as We Buy Black, Support Black Owned, and Official Black Wall Street. I would like to add buy from a blackwoman.org. I was just on a radio show uh, last weekend with the uh, woman who founded that. So, yeah, they're online as well. Oh, I love it. There's a a, a, sex, a adult toy company, I think they're black owned, that sent me some free stuff and Thing I didn't know, I didn't know that we own those kind of companies. Like a lot of it is me learning that we own companies in every genre. It's not just what you think is a black company. Did you get a vibrator? They sent me some for free. They sent me a, a glass uh, dildo. They sent me a, a clitoral stimulator, and I tried that one, and a lot of lube, and fantastic. I love fantastic that. stuff. I love yes, everyone. Get great. a vibrator and a therapist. Winter. <laughs> my vibrator, my vibrator is my therapy, so I can stay away from the DJ. And if I might add to the listeners, all of the women on this show, we're black, support us. We all have things that you can buy from us, and you can support us. And I, I stress this because I've seen these white guy podcasts; they do quite well with their fan base. Their fan base really comes out with their merch. They really come out and support them financially. I know I sound like a black preacher passing around the offering right now. No, you don't. <laughs> you really do need to not just take this for granted, what we're offering you, the services, the podcasts, all of this is content right now for free. So find your way to support them and keep them going. I totally agree. Um, one cool thing too people can do to support artists and black women is like book us, you know, like you can book people for like, I want to be a comedian. Okay, why well, book one of these ladies for maybe a lesson and charge really high rates? I mean, like, you know, like these, these kind of things. Like I've been, um, I got my mom's birthday gift was I got her piano lessons from a friend of mine. Oh, that's wonderful. And just kind of like hiring your friends that have skills instead of necessarily buying something tangible. You can also just do that same thing with other people. Yeah. Which is really helpful. I would like to piggyback on what Autumn just said because before the pandemic, I was not available for your cousin's birthday party. 
for now. <laughs> via Zoom. I will entertain yes. the hell out your family via Zoom. I will do that. <laughs> the thing about Zoom is everything that was awkward for us to perform before is now because Zoom's just awkward. So you're like, I'll do that now. I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. want to drive. And that's the thing. Everything you do on Zoom will be awkward. Once you accept that, then it doesn't matter. Except that you're not going to feel like you. They don't know what they're watching. You don't know what you're doing. But just do it and then move on to the next show. Yeah. And the really cool thing about it is it's so, because of Zoom, everything's so international. Like I have, I've been coaching forever and I have so many students like all over the world, Ukraine, all kinds of countries. And it's just like, everything is, it's just so open right now for everyone. I just also want, I forgot, I should have added this earlier and I'm a moron for not doing it. Back to the music things. Um, I should talk about a fund that I'm co-director of. So I'm co-director of a songwriter fund. It's songwriterfund.com. And basically we give grants to songwriters who are struggling with COVID. And we give grants for a thousand dollars because songwriters are the least to get paid in music. We don't get paid for like nine months to a year after a song comes out. And a lot of projects have been delayed because of COVID. And a lot of TV shows that we work on are canceled or all kinds of things. So a lot of songwriters are not making the money they would have made. And, um, you know, they can't perform or anything. So it's like, we can only wait for songs to do something. If any songwriters or anyone is interested in donating or needs a grant, you can just go to songwriterfund.com and apply. Nice. I have a question about that. Why, why does it seem, okay, Bottom line, I want an album. I want a new Jay-Z album. Like, why aren't these artists putting out more music? Because, you know, I'm sure they're all busy in their own way, but wouldn't now be a great time to put out a 14-song album now? Whether it's the Beyonce's or the Monica's or Jay-Z, anyone up there in between or down there, why aren't more of them, wouldn't now be a great time to put out all? I think a lot of them are working right now. You know, but it takes time. Like it takes it takes so much time, and also like we're not in the studio how we normally would be. Right. So normally, like everything's just is. What different. about the ones who are rich and have a studio in the basement? A lot of these guys yeah, have studios <laughs> in the house. Jackie. Yeah, but they still need the people. They still need the songwriters, and it's it's so many people that take. You know, so it might be four or five writers of one song, and maybe that writer, like Beyonce, for example, my friend wrote a lot on that last album. Um, you know, she lives in London. Who lives in London? One of my friends, she lives in London. Right now she's in... Oh, um, I think Beyonce lives in London. No, my friend that worked on um, Freedom and stuff. And I think I think she left London. She's like in Barbados or something. She just said, fuck yeah, COVID or whatever. And she's just done. But like, you know, we, we need to... Like, those songs come from being in the rooms for sometimes weeks with like tons of people coming up with thousands of ideas. You know, you might write... 300 songs to make 10 songs on an album. Right. Mm, wow. I'm also okay. going to say that uh, COVID gives writer's block. It can. It does. I've had it. I've been blocked so much. It's so hard to write right now. It's so hard. Isn't, that, isn't it weird? You thought you would, like, there's been times where I'm like, I don't understand why I didn't write a thing. And it's just like, you gotta, you gotta forgive yourself and give yourself some, some of us really did need to just sit still and take a time off. And I, I don't, I don't, I think that some of us will pivot and figure that out. And some of us will need the time to rest. And that's part of your pivoting. Can I ask when you guys have writer's block, do you, do you collaborate? Oh, hell no. Not the way we should. If we should at all. I've been collaborating in my writer's block. Like I'm trying to write a screenplay and it's been like before my excuse was I'm on the road, you know, I'm doing all this stuff, the excuses. And now it's like, oh, I have time, but I, I, I just can't. It's like, it's, I'm like, who cares about a screenplay when we all gonna die? 
We in a pandemic race war. Who cares about my screenplay? Both of them. It's hard <laughs> to collaborate. It is. But you're right, Autumn. We should be doing this it. This could be a writer's room right here. Like I have friends before the pandemic that I'm like, we're going to do a screenplay. We're going to do these videos, sketches, whatever. And we're home and we can still do it, but the motivation is not there. Like, to be honest, the only reason why I've been able to write new material, if you want to call it writing, I would get on these Zoom shows and bullshit. And if it, if it works, I would keep it and write it down after. So I, I've been cheating. I've been getting on, like when I started dating this guy, I would complain about him, but the complaints would be funny and it would be natural. I'm really just complaining about him. But if I get the reaction I want, I'm like, okay, then I'm going to use that. And the next that thing is you know, not cheating. Next thing you know, I have 10 jokes that I that started off as me just bitching. That's not cheating. That is the process. True, but you feel you feel bad because you didn't intend on making it material. You just wanted a bitch. That's exactly what it is, though. That's what we do. I, I, I guess I didn't feel like it because I'm usually, uh, you know. Okay, Jackie. I don't complain. Jackie, but... You need to work on your guilt and your shame and therapy. So yeah, in therapy. <laughs> I love therapy. your accent. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I got to work on that. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. The collab is such a good point. I mean, I will say, like at first, I was secretly okay wait, let me phrase this girl phrase it right phrase it wrong okay so <laughs> and right. wrong. i want to hear the wrong version right <laughs> i was annoyed by tiktokers at first and then when i got on tiktok i realized how much fun it was and addictive and then i decided to take jackie remember jackie that episode we had where we had um daphne on the podcast. Yes, yes. A lot of her advice was like collabing. And she did help Jackie and I. She goes on Facebook and she reposts what we were posting so it would get more views. And she showed us actually how to do it. So that was in a way to get us away from that sort of old school. Oh, I don't do social media. She's someone who did do social media and makes a lot of money doing it. So she showed us how we could get started. Some of those ideas I took to TikTok and I went from 65 followers to 28,000 followers on TikTok. So it worked. It was nice to see people started to DM me and say, I'm so sorry I didn't hear, I didn't even know about you. And now I do. Wow. That was a nice thing. I think collaboration is really important. Like I can only talk from music. You know, we collaborate a lot in music and like some of the biggest songs of the year this year have been written on Zoom. What? Really? Yeah. Some of the biggest songs of the year have been written on Zoom. And um, do you guys know Dynamite by BTS? It's like the biggest song of the year. That was written by my friend on Zoom. I wrote a song that I hope is going to be a big song, uh, which got a preview last week and I wrote that someone just sent me in music and then I wrote something and then through that different artists collaborated on it but like this kind of collaboration thing is so important because for me I write a lot alone you know but sometimes I'm like I just need someone it's not even necessary that you you don't have ideas but you need to bounce it's like talking right you just need to bounce off yourself and hear some feedback and then when someone says something back to you, then you start thinking, oh, yeah. And then you just have so many ideas. That's writer's rooms. That's what writer's rooms do. Exactly. Yeah. But we're already so isolated and we're missing a lot of the like life interactions that we normally would have had, you know, just from normal stupid shit. And I, I mean, you guys are comedians. So you guys see life in, in the really smart, ironic, and you guys see things very differently than probably most people. But we're, we're missing a lot of those interactions right now. So like to just kind of have like someone to talk to and have these like, human moments i think it's it's really important for writers really really important so that's what i would say yeah i want to uh congratulate marina for wanting the tiktokers to get off her lawn 
to now allowing them in her house. I appreciate that. <laughs> that is so true. That's adorable. <laughs> I do yell at them. That is such a Get good Get off point. my lawn. How you do this again? I love you. She pays attention to exactly who I am. Uh, we all do. That is, I, I still do a little bit of, there's signs going up in this hallway. <laughs> They ain't doing shit right, but you know. I was like, I'm officially these kids today, ages like years of age. That's officially my age now. I I definitely should be having a lot of stitches, basically. Yeah, and 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 we shouldn't turn our noses up at influencers because there's a pack of black dudes that are comedians in my life. They all live in LA, and they've been letting me on their shows, the whole zooming with the homies and all the, and they're giving me exposure. To a people that I've that are like I've never heard of you. You funny. It don't matter what I think I've done. People do not know who we are. And if you get into a certain space of people with a lot of followers or, or live online content, 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 they can help your career get a little bit of a. Because these dudes, their fans are insane. Yeah, in, in a wonderful way. In a wonderful way. Yeah, people don't know like Jake Paul and Nate Robinson fought. Yeah. And I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, he's a YouTuber. He was like, what's a YouTuber? I was like, I know. I didn't know what a YouTuber was. Wow. That's hilarious. He didn't know what a YouTuber was. Even my mom knows what that is. I mean, (laughs) he was sheltered. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you all. This has been a really, this, like I said, I knew it was going to be fun. You just all, you have the best energy. For me, each time I do the podcast, it makes me feel good during this time just to communicate. This is like collaboration, like you were saying, Autumn. Autumn, where can the listeners, where can they find you? And also, what are you doing next? You can find me at autumnrow.com. And if you go there, that just links all my socials. Some music I'm really excited about is uh, John Batiste, We Are, which is out right now. And a new song coming out called the... Uh, with that FKA Twix and Dua Lipa, Why Don't You Love Me is coming out really soon. And um, Girl, you for real. <laughs> with friends like us, you can even survive 2020. Yes. That's right, girl. Joyelle. Oh, yes. I'm available on Venmo at Joyelle-Johnson <laughs> and Cash App, Joyelle Nicole, especially for those white people that have white guilt. Venmo a black person in your life. And I think <laughs> with friends like us who need therapy, everybody needs therapy. That's my answer to it. Everybody needs therapy. Yes. Amen. Jackie? Uh, you can find everything about me on JackieFabulous.com and I have a podcast right now, Relatable with Jackie Fabulous on YouTube and everywhere you can hear your podcast. Please look, like, subscribe, tell a friend. I've ha- I had a couple of white friends Venmo me when Black Lives Matter was like in, in the news all the time and they were like, oh, they were like, they were like just because. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, yeah totally okay. And now uh, with friends like us, my only excuse for loneliness would be to not reach out. And you, you this podcast reminds me that I should always reach out. Oh. Yes, thank you. And I need better white friends, apparently, because I didn't get <laughs> nothing. I know you know some rich people. I know you know some rich people, Marie. It ain't been you know, you I nothing. Know, but they didn't, they didn't nothing. They didn't I got nothing. like... <laughs> 
I got a lot of are you okay? I got a good rich friend. I got a rich white person Vepo during that pan- that uh, race war. That was awesome. I should have just replied with my Venmo account when they said are you exactly. okay? Exactly. How you doing? Venmo me, bitch. Exactly, bitch. <laughs> Follow Mar- all things marinafranklin.com. You can get the t-shirt that I'm wearing right now with the logo on it. It's sweaty. And uh, face masks. <laughs> Here, I'll show you guys. Stand up. Let you us see, see the girls. The there you Girl. go. Oh, I like All that. All right. Oh, who That's did the beautiful. Who did the graphic? Who did the graphic? Mateo Lane. Hey, Mateo. I miss Mateo. Well, I listen, I talk to him every day because we play Fortnite. Oh. But I stopped this week because it's. I think video games are actually can lead to some type of depression. They've done studies. Can they? <laughs> There's been studies. They have done studies. Really? I know. There's been studies. Yes. Is Fortnite, do you have to have a game console or can you just do it online? Oh, you can do it. You have to, you have it both. You could do it game console and you could do it on PC. Gotcha. So. Is everything okay over there? I just noticed, I was like. I know, right? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're taping a show here, (laughs) ma'am. I'm falling. I can't get up. You're getting lower and lower. (laughs) What's going on? My, my, I have like th- I have a new desk that's too high for me, so I have a chair coming for a drafting chair because this is not a drafting chair. So I'm basically sitting on four pillows. Oh, okay. oh you bugging! So I was slipping off. The Why do video games lead to depression? I don't know. I have to read up on it, but I isolating I just, probably isolating and avoiding isolation. Yeah. And you think you're in this world, and you come. I just noticed after a time, like it was so addictive. Fortnite was so addictive. I would wake up literally at 8 a.m. and start playing and then get to business around 11 or 12 in the afternoon. And that's not good. That's just not good for my mental state because I thought I was actually outside, but <laughs> I was in a computer. That's what I have to do. It's I, not good. For the rest of this pandemic last year, well, forever, I have, I, I, I'm not getting up early. I'm actually, I'm sleeping in so late and I feel like oh, I'm having, you know, I'm independent, but I need to get up earlier. No, you don't. No, so, you don't. Don't be shamed. Why? Don't be shamed. All these early rises. Be shaming people who, who sleep no, but late. It's, it's just, it's just, you know, certain things I've shifted this week, and I, I did notice <laughs> that the Fortnite was one that needed to go for me to be creative. Also, so just follow me, MarinaFranklin.com. Get the T-shirts with the logo, the face masks, also. And it's also on our link tree in our Instagram post. It's real easy. Go to that. It's an awesome shirt. We're going to have hoodies soon. We also have a coffee cup coming. Yeah. MarinaFranklin.com. And with friends like us, four pillows don't stack to the amount of friendship I have on this show. So thank you so much. (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) It does it. Check us out. You all, you all, seriously, this was one of my favorite shows. Like, just 